I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello Rush Nation, welcome to the Five Yard Rush Daily Fantasy Sports Show. I'm Mark Ferguson and tonight we're going to be talking all things NFL on Fan Team. We'll be talking about our season-long teams, our exclusive Five Yard Rush contest and, wait for it, €14,000 Sunday Red Zone Monster Contest. €14,000, the biggest of the season so far. Joining me after being so cruelly eliminated from Strictly on Sunday is Nick Owen (laughs) at Nick of Wigan. How's it going, Nick? Are you trying to forget last week as much as me? Um, well, it's, I mean, it's going good. I've got a nice free schedule now, which is why I've been able to come back for, I think, a third week in a row. Um, no, but le- last week, I'd, I think I had some small returns, but nothing nothing to shout home about break-even kind of returns. Um, mm. Season-long took a little bit of a hit. I'm sure we'll come to yeah. that as we work through. It will, we were. Well, you know, we were gutted. We voted for you, Nick, but it didn't work. So <laughs> I don't anyway, yeah, I'm not wasting my money on that. Um, <laughs> our special guest this week will be familiar to all you FPL fans in particular. He's a host on Draft Gym TV and he's a pro pundit for FF Scout. He's FPL Teach Mode on Twitter, but tonight we'll be calling him Andy. Welcome, Andy, and thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I was I was literally saying just a minute ago that I dropped in a Nick's DM saying I'd love to come on the show at some point if you ever have me. And uh, I think this is probably your only free week of the season. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Not often you get someone sliding into your DMs on Twitter. So I thought, oh, what, what's this interesting character? It just turned out it was you, Andy. Usually oh, I'm sliding very much posing other things, aren't I? But I thought we'd, uh, <laughs> we'd go for Keep it Keep that PG week. for yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's I've for got the after-hours show, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I've got two quick questions for you, Andy, though, before we get going. So where does the name Teach Mode come from? Uh, So basically, uh, I'm a massive uh, NFL fan, and obviously there was Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode, uh, and I'm a teacher. So my first, um, when I started playing NFL and doing NFL fantasy, I wanted to come up with a team name, so I came up with Teach Mode, and that's basically where it came from. Wow, nice. you're so you're so clever. You've pretty much answered my second question as well. Which <laughs> was like, was. yeah, how did you get into the NFL and fancy the NFL? <laughs> like, yeah. Was that before or after the FPL or? Uh, it was definitely after FPL. Uh, FPL I've been playing for about 15 years now. NFL, um, I wasn't a massive fan of NFL until I started doing fantasy football. Uh, and someone said, you've got to do fantasy football because the draft is amazing. Uh, and I did that and I was terrible. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. And then after a couple of years, you just pick up so much, don't you? So, and then I started loving it. My wife started really getting into NFL as well. So we started watching it every Sunday. Um, and now I found DFS with NFL as well. And I've, it's just a whole new level of love for it. So uh, yeah, it's been about 
eight years now, I would say. So yeah, it's good. I'm in about six draft leagues, got all these DFS leagues as well. So <laughs> completely all encompassing now. Wow. Wow. Um, obviously, if there's only one answer to this question. This is a bonus question now. What's better, EP- FPL or NFL DFS? Oh, NFL for me, because okay. I win in it, because <laughs> I win in the <laughs> NFL one. The FPL one I find so hard because I feel like NFL, you can predict a lot more what's going to happen, whereas wow. FPL, it's like, you know, if they score a goal, if they don't score a goal, if they get an assist, whereas NFL, you know, it's a bit more, you can guess how many yards somebody's going to get, or you can guess where they're going to get touchdowns, and I just find it a bit easier. Um, I say that now, I'll probably have an absolute, you know, horror show this weekend, but uh, yeah, I, do, I, I think I prefer the NFL. Wow, as there you go. So you've lost about what eighty percent of your FPL fans now, yeah, which are all watching. Yeah, which, <laughs> which are all watching because there's an international break. So you know, yeah. there's nothing else for them to do than watch this show Sorry. and play and play some NFL DFS on Fantasy this weekend. Anyway, talking of which, God, I, I didn't even write this bit either. That is a really nice segue into our exclusive five yard rush free roll, Nick. That we've got. Oh this week. yes, yeah. Yep. Back again so, for another week. We are too yep. kind to you, listeners. We are way too kind. So it's exactly the same as last week, but just in case you're one, you're not one of the 1,100 people who played it last week, here are the details. It's a £300 guaranteed prize pool. It's £100 for first place. It's free to enter. And not only is it free to enter, you can enter four entries for free, So, which I really think is a bit of a game changer for a free-roll. It involves all the games on Sunday. I think it's 11 of them. It's the 6 p.m. and the 9 p.m. kickoffs. So it's an all-evening sweat whilst you're watching Red Zone. And um, Nick, how did you get on last week's? Not very well on last week's, to be honest. I think um, I think my best rank on last week's was 100+. plus. Um, I wasn't really close, but interestingly, the, the person that won actually had four of the same lineup. And that is always the, the thing with these kind of contests, is if you do win, if you're going to multi-enter the same lineup, you're going to clean up. So the guy that won, I think the mm-hmm. username was Kakach or Kakash. Um, yeah, so he entered four of the same team, which I think we'd all we'd all probably be in agreement here that if that was to happen every week, you'd be quite happy that people enter four of the same mm-hmm. team because you enter four different lineups, you've got four different chances of winning, you're covering more bases, you've got more exposure. It just so happens last week, the team he entered was was the one to enter. That's the one that won the contest. Mm-hmm. So he, he cleaned up the top four prize uh, places. So mm-hmm. well done, Kakash, on that. Um, it's said, through... By the way, if you're a new listener, it's definitely suboptimal to play four of the same lineup in yeah. NFL. 100% suboptimal. That has worked <laughs> in one week. But I would yes. say as a strategy... That's probably not the best to apply, but what do I know? I mean, Kakash won won last week, yeah. so well yeah, done, Kakash. Said through gritted teeth. <laughs> so, do you did you play Andy last week? I did, yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, I don't know how this happened, but the the entry that I put into the main monster uh, that I did really well on uh, in the red zone one, I didn't put into your free one. So mm. I was a bit a bit annoyed about that, but uh, yeah, I didn't do very well. I didn't have any any nothing cashed really, but uh, yeah, it was mm. good though. I put all four in. Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I think in. I think in the third quarter, I was in the top one hundred in our contest. I was definitely in the money. I was definitely. But by the end, I was just. I kept dropping and dropping. I can't remember why particularly, but um, I gave up looking after a while. That's what it is with DFS. Once you know you're on, you're on a bad run. Yeah. You try not to look again, do you? It's like. Anyway, so keep an eye for that. As I say, four. Um, you can enter four lineups, and we're going to tonight. After you look at our season long. We're going to pick a lineup here and hopefully that'll help you with yours and stuff. So um, we've got an article coming out on Five Yard Rush tomorrow as well, some top plays. Again, that's been written by Murph. So yeah, so time to finally start talking some fantasy. So usual formats, we'll do a few minutes talking about our season-long teams, then we're going to build a lineup together for this, this week's Monsters. Nick, do you want to share yours? Should we start with you? Yeah, so last week my season long took a little bit of a hit so I'd actually got it into quite a nice position I was in the cash spaces Um I think it might still be cashing just and actually I only lost a few places I think on this team last week Um but the unfortunate thing was Kyler Murray went he, he didn't mm. play I think if Kyler Murray played last week 
I think I'm I'm having a good week and climbing up up the ranks a little bit more because actually one of the players that I would have liked to have transferred out last week was Tim Patrick. I kept him in for another week and he considering his price, he didn't have a bad week anyway, output wise. Um two of the transfers I brought in were Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, both absolutely smashed. So I was made up with that. Um so yeah, I I mean glaringly obvious We've got a bye week for Cincinnati this week, so 42% of the game are, are going to have to pivot away from Jamar Chase at least for one week. I am not really willing to risk Kyler Murray again, as he wasn't in attendance for Thursday's practice, so today's practice, not in attendance. Really not happy with that. Um, I'm just not willing to take that risk again. He's low-owned as well, so I'm shooting myself in the foot by not having a starting quarterback there with 12% ownership. Um, So the moves this week for me won't really come as much of a surprise. Now, I am actually going to take a minus eight hit. So the team that I'm proposing to move forward with, so the changes, Tim Patrick, I'm going to move to Marquise Brown. I'm going to move Kyler Murray on to Lamar Jackson, who seems to be on a tear up all of a sudden. And I am bringing in Mike Evans for a bit of exposure to Tampa Bay's good run of games. Um, The theory behind it is basically if you look at the run of games that Lamar Jackson has, um, it's just too good to, to pass up on. Um, he's quite low owned as well. It says seven percent. Now I'm assuming that's probably based on last week's figures. It will more than likely go up this week, given that he's just come off the back of a thirty point game. But coming up, he's got Miami tonight. He's got the Bears, the Browns, the Steelers, the Browns, the Packers, the Bengals. So it's a pretty good run for Lamar. Really happy with that run. Marquise Brown again. I've brought him in because. It's that it's a nice stack there. He's clearly the number one receiver there this year. He's having a breakout season. The touchdowns are still there for him as well, which you like to see. Fairly low owned. Um, likewise with Mike Evans. Um, again, just just too good of a run of games not to include him in. So he's got the Washington football team. He's got the Giants, the Colts, the Falcons, the Bills, the Saints, the Panthers going forward. So. The, the risk, we've always said it with Tampa Bay, Mark, the, the risk with bringing someone in like that is there's a lot of mouths to feed there, um, but there's also quite a few injuries going around at the moment. So the last time I checked, Antonio Brown was either limited or wasn't practising still. Uh, Chris Godwin has also seemingly picked up a foot injury. Um, the tight ends every week seem questionable or injured in Tampa Bay. And when you actually look in recent weeks, I think Mike Evans had his struggles with, with Brady early on this season. And then I think there was that game where he had a little bit of a strop on the sideline, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, he's just been absolutely smashing it. Um, two touchdowns week five, three in week seven, one in week eight. Um, and, and seems to seems to be getting the targets again, especially when other receivers are out. So, yeah, I'm a, I need a little bit of exposure there. I did think about actually going Brady at quarterback over Jackson, but I think Jackson's just hit another gear all of a sudden. That team looks so strong right now. I can't believe that's not going to end up in the money. Um, in terms of ownership, last week I noticed, I mentioned this on the chat as well, um, 16%, Derek Henry is still owned 16% last week, and he's just started higher. So, even if you're not in the money, it shows you at least 16% people probably aren't trying anymore. Yeah. So I think um, I think it's worth trying, continuing. Yeah. So yeah, that looks really, that's a really strong team that you've got there. And Taylor and Harris together at the moment, my gosh, what a Again, combination. They, I brought both of those in last week, but the run of games that they have, it's it's too good oh. not to have them both in. Oh. Um, Let's not do too much analysis on them there now, though, because I think we're going to talk about them quite no, a lot. No doubt we will. In, the, no next, we in will. the next section. So um, I shall put Andy's on the screen. Where is it? Lovely. There is. Here we go. So you weren't exactly um, um, very positive about your team this year. <laughs> So far, Andy. <laughs> no, well, um, 
I have not done very well this year in season long. Um, I And I know why. It's because I tried to go too clever too quick uh, rather than getting in some of those players that actually a lot of people went for. And I, I tried, just tried to go too clever. Um, and I've been trying to make up for that. So I'm about 700th at the moment, um, which just isn't very good. I'm, I'm, I'm almost not thinking about it too much. But I have made my moves. Um, and funnily enough, they're very, very similar to Nick. So Chase has gone oh. and Evans has come in. Uh, same, exactly the same reasons. I think um, I was liking him with with Antonio Brown out anyway. And obviously Gronk's kind of in and out. And, you know, the targets do seem to be going to Mike Evans a lot at the moment. Um, and with Godwin potentially out as well. I mean, there's not many more people that Brady's going to be aiming at. So that that fixture against, um, against Washington football team looks absolutely mm. prime for the taking. So Evans is in for me and he's going to be pr- pr- pretty much in most of my entries this weekend, I would have thought as well. Um, and then the other move I have done I've taken Aaron Jones out and I've brought in Taylor um and I'm saving the other transfer so Connor I think is absolutely fine I'm actually quite happy Mm. with Connor he had a mad week last week and he was being very touchdown dependent because Edmund seems to get a lot of the uh the kind of yardage there but obviously he's now out and I don't think Eno Benjamin's going to be coming in and doing an awful lot for the (laughs) for the Cardinals so I'm quite happy on Connor and Javante Williams is just a bit of a, uh, I just love him personally. So he's there because I feel like his fixtures for the next kind of four or five are, are lovely. And Broncos are a team that I'm quite high on moving forward. So, um, yeah, I'm quite happy with the team most of the time. Williams is a real boom or bust player and he's been a bit more bust than boom recently. But he's had some tough fixtures. But I think that changes from this week onwards. So I think he could have quite a good last couple of weeks, to be fair. So I'm fairly happy with the team. But I, I mean, it needs to do a lot to to kind of bring me out of the mire at the moment. You have um, you've got the one percent dream team, James Connor. Though I mean, Connor, I, yeah. Nick, I don't or either of you guys know this, but isn't he like RB eight or something in fantasy or something this year? Something ridiculous. Know, it's something ridiculously high. Yeah, he's actually depending on the scoring, but um, PPI, which is obviously what this format is, he's ranked eleventh in fantasy points in PPI, but actually in standard scoring, he's more like six. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I just uh, it's great that you've got him in there. It's so funny. So I was going to ask you, um, Andy. Obviously, you're a very experienced season-long sort of um, you know Premier League player. Did you try and use any of that sort of? strategy or knowledge when you were NFL? Do you you know what I did? And I don't think it helped me, actually. I was trying to do things like rolling transfers a bit. And actually, I don't think it was a worthwhile exercise doing that because with all the buys and things like that, I I just wasn't looking at it enough. And I was playing it too much like FPL and playing it too much like Premier League. And obviously, it's a very, very different season. And, you know, in terms of attacking fixtures, I feel like you need to do it an awful lot more in NFL and you do need to make those transfers and try and get those players in when they have a tasty fixture. And I just missed out on way too many points. You know, there were there were players that I knew would do well, but I didn't bring in because I wanted to try and be conservative and it's just not the way to do it. In a 38-week season, you can be conservative in stretches, whereas in a 17-week season, you've got to attack every week. And yeah. if I was doing this next next year, that is what I would change. I'd be far more aggressive. You know, Nick above me is doing a minus eight this week and I'm rolling transfers some weeks. So I think that's definitely what I've done wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I was just going to say, do you know, one of the things as a, a takeaway that I feel like I've learned this season that I would do next season, we said early on, Mark, that we don't think stacking's really that important in this mm. uh, compared mm. to what it is in weekly contests. But I think if you stack the right team, it's really effective. I think if you'd early doors had Matt Stafford quarterback, Cooper Cup wide receiver, you'd have been laughing really for yeah. a good five or six weeks. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. As we've always said, Nick, on pretty much every show we've talked about season long, is we're all learning it this year, aren't we, really? And yeah. I think um, I think come next year we'll have a little bit of, a, of an idea. I mean, we were pretty certain we were going to be playing four wide receivers every week. And I found my best teams have had um, three running backs. So, um, well, (laughs) we've been such amazing value as well, though, at running back, hasn't there? We've had so so many running back injuries. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think James Connor would be coming in and doing so well for me. (laughs) Which you always find that, though, to be fair. We've always said that, Mark, haven't we? You you always Mm. get that. There's always something that emerges at running back, either due to injury or... 
Um, yeah, you know, just someone, Patterson. Been someone just takes the backfield reins. Yeah, crazy, mm, yeah. crazy. So I think I think the thing I learned from that was, uh, and Cordrell was a great example. Obviously, nobody picked him week one. I mean, mm. anybody who says they were were clearly mad because there's no reason to pick him at all. But I jumped on him straight away on week two in my best teams. As my teams mm. turned out to be the best, and I think you need to with. For example, FPL, I think you might wait two or three weeks if somebody unusual scored a goal, I suspect. You mm. know, um, you wouldn't, because um, you generally know who over the season is going to generally score the most. Whereas with NFL, there's always these new, you know, big names and stuff. So I think that was important. We've got a question, actually. Oh, well done. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I'd, I'd spotted it, Matt. <laughs> Evening, guys. This is from Sean Thorpe, FF Thinker, a regular listener. Evening, guys. What are your thoughts on taking a minus eight for a DST, especially if you currently have the Bears on a buy? Let me get to the end of the question, Nick. <laughs> no, no, no. Do not do it, Sean. The th- you look, look at the defences. There's a, a nice little handy tool on fan team called Form, and that shows you the average points of the last five games. Now, there is only three defences across the league that have Form if you're looking above eight, then there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. However, three of those are from 11, 11.6 and 12. The rest are around that eight, sort of eight, eight, 8.6, 8.8. So that's the, that's the average of the last five games. That shows you defenses don't tend to score very highly if that's the average points that they get in over five weeks and there will be weeks there where there's been peaks and then there'll be weeks where there's been troughs as well so my advice Sean would be do not take a hit of minus eight for a defense could pay off chances are you're either going to break even or be worse off that's it another thing I think I've I think I think now is I would happily take the minus eight for a outfield player, a non-defense though. I've done that a couple of times and it's actually worked out pretty well. Um, yep. Especially if you get picking a, the right player because, you know, the top players are scoring over 20 points. If yep. you need to do it, especially if you've got yourself into bye week trouble with injury and with injuries, so you're running out of transfers. We you know we haven't all got our transfers saved up like Andy. So like, you know, we sometimes <laughs> need to take the minus eights and stuff. Well, I've I I said I've taken the minus eight this week. Now, mm. if Murray doesn't start, that's a minus eight. But then if Lamar Jackson goes off for thirty points tonight, I'm I'm plus twenty two straight away. Yeah. So you you've it's it's similar to FPL, Andy, I suppose, in that you you look at a minus four some weeks and you think, oh, do I want to take a hit? But yeah. in reality, I suppose it's a little bit more difficult in FPL because there has to really be a return, either a clean sheet, an assist or a goal to justify mm-hmm. doing it. Whereas with the NFL, especially in your, your big point scoring positions like quarterback, running back, we know that the top players can go off for 20, 30 points. So minus eight really is a fraction of what you, you stand to gain if they do go off. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like there is an argument to be said that maybe you could get a D in this week for a hit that you know has got good fixtures now for the last couple of weeks. Like someone like the Seahawks, for instance, have got okay fixtures, but I'm just looking at it and thinking there's not really any defense in this league anymore that I like that much. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Like I look at it and think, yeah. you know, it used to be the Ravens defense was incredible every year and, you know, and it's not really happening this year. So I don't think there's a defense that I trust enough to warrant taking that hit if there was a d we know that makes big plays every week then it might be a bit different but i I don't think we're in that space at the moment yeah Yeah. not the patriots from a couple of years ago whatever would be one you'd think about but um, league winners yeah yeah exactly but that's about it um wildcard planning is vital in my opinion and that's came from dan jones um yeah most people probably used it now haven't they I, i suppose Mm. Yeah, we've approached it differently. I mean, we've got multiple teams. I've definitely got one of my teams still got my wild card. But I, at the moment, what's really weird is unless something drastic happens, I don't see how I'm going to use that wild card. I, I wanted to go in. I wanted to save the wild card for the last mm. week because that's when a lot of players get rested. And I was yeah. hoping to maybe use that wild card in that last week and then hope that you can get a whole team in of, of you know, mm. subpar players that are going to come in and play because obviously they're resting people for the playoffs. But I've used my wild cards. They're long gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose that with the, the last weeks, there's there's going to be teams that are either chasing um, you know, like wild card places or there's no guarantee of 
home field advantage week one of the playoffs or they're looking for a divisional title. So there's always going to be, there's definitely going to be teams that have nothing to play for, but there's mm. definitely still teams you can target between the end of the buys and the end of the season. Get those players in for your last week. But I think with the wild card, certainly a lot of people have probably used it now because we've had the price rise as well with the players. So I've no mm. doubt there's people, I think Rich Dynasty Island mm. used his to capitalise on on some of the, um, the players like Cordell Patterson, who we knew his price was going to rise bring him in you've got him in your squad mm. if you don't want to keep him then you're a wild card you can move him out but you've you've got that value back in your team yeah so we've got comments coming all over the place pages is getting hot boys from jack friend you know, was on last week jack um I, don't think it's, I don't think it's getting hot enough to take a minus eight though personally and here you go back from dan again i have one where i'm wild carding in a three rams after their buy which is next week so yeah uh, um so yeah, I mean, you know, I think I don't. I think we're going to find at the end of this there wasn't one way to do this, as it were. Mm. There wasn't a way to play. Like I see on FPL, I'm not a very experienced FPL player. As in, I played it like when it came out. I'm that old, but I haven't played it very much recently. For example, Andy. But it seems to me like it's very temp- almost templated when you use your wild cards, etc. In FPL, it seems it appears to be. Um, yeah, and I don't yeah, think that's going to be, be the case with NFL at the end of the season. I think we're going to look at it and say there was multiple ways you could have done this. I think you could have yeah. done used it in week two and been successful, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, um, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that this has been a learning year for an awful lot of us. Oh. And I think we're looking at it and thinking, actually, we didn't know how a lot of this was going to play out. It's been a weird year as well because of injuries. Like, There's been an awful mm. lot of injuries and trying to just keep track of everything as it's going, it's been quite tricky. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there is a, a bit of a template, obviously, that most people have gone for. So if you're wildcarding now, I think I'm, I'm struggling to see what advantage you'd have wildcarding now. Um, so I think wildcarding early is probably the best thing to do. See a, see the patterns, get them in there quickly, get your um, uh, price rises there as well, and then just see if you can uh, make the most of those price rises later on because then you can get those big players in when they start hitting later on. But um, yeah, I'd completely agree. I think this has been a bit of a learning year. Mm. So we've um, completely overrun this section by about 10 minutes now. So I'm probably not going to... Sh- I won't show you my team. I'll just quickly tell you, I too am bringing in Mike Evans. And I've also brought in the Tennessee Titans defence because I had to because I had the Bengals defence. My pod team has actually dropped down by about 100 spaces last week. But I've got two. I've got one of the top 100 and another one about 135. So, yeah, all very different teams, all showing different ways you can do it. So we better try and get back on track here because what we're really here is talk about um, about our week ten teams. But before that, Nick, it's your moment to shine. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Lawnmower four point oh. Support for all five yard rush daily fantasy sport shows and all five yard rush shows for that matter is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Andy, you got yourself a lawnmower four point No, you're selling it to me though. I want oh, one. Oh here now. we go. Here we go. <laughs> well you can have if... mine Andy. Used. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pay it more is money not that. used. It is not used, Andy. Mark <laughs> definitely isn't <laughs> Stop saying it like you know, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for those all-important family jewels. So they recently launched their fourth generation trimmer. You will see that on the screen for anyone that is watching the Lawnmower 4.0. That is all across Europe. Many, many great features with this trimmer. Um, What I would advise you do is get yourself over to manscaped.com. At the checkout, use the code 5YARD. That will grant you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. So that is code 5YARD, and that is at manscaped.com. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Join over 2 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped. Great stuff. So I think now we're going to go and build our lineup together. So... um... What I'm going to do is I'm going to get a fan team on the page. Yep, good, great. You can see that. So just um, in case this is your first time entering one of these contests, so you're not sure exactly where um, where to find the five yard rush contest. On the games tab, you have the um, you have these filters down the left, and there's one for football, which got the little American football sign next to it. Lots of contests on at the moment, including tonight. There's some showdown games, uh, which are 
which are great fun. Lots of um, prizes on offer there. They've actually started doing the step satellites for the um, World Championship of Fantasy Football. So if you're feeling confident and stuff, there's loads of things to enter there. I would just want to mention that uh, um, Jack Humphrey, friend of the show, has his matchups are out for this evening's um, Dolphins-Ravens game. So go and check out his Twitter, at Jack Humphrey, KM, and you'll find the link there. Fantastic spreadsheet that Jack's been putting together mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. He, I, he just annoys me because he keeps doing well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so here we've got our exclusive five-yard rush contest. Let's go in there and let's build a team, guys. So let's start up with quarterback now. Josh Allen, surprisingly, is a lot, lot more expensive than everybody else. And I say surprisingly, not because of talent or anything, but because of the, the egg he laid last week against the Jags. Are you either of you guys interested in him? Uh, me personally, no. I, I tend to stare away from the most expensive quarterbacks each week because they have to be the best quarterback if you if you select them. Uh, and he's been really boom or bust this year. Like genuinely, he really has. And I don't feel like he's the kind of player I want to pick in a DFS because he's either going to win you the week or he's going to lose you the week. So I haven't been putting him into my entries this week just because I would rather use the money elsewhere. Um, Nick, can you talk me out of playing Tom Brady in every single lineup this week? Because he's got such a good matchup. <laughs> he has, and I can't really. Um, <laughs> with that said, Josh Allen, super expensive at 23.9, but for good reason, really, I think, this week. Because when you actually break it down, we always say that the, the, the Bills' best running back is Josh Allen. And the New York Jets are absolutely atrocious against running backs. Um, in the last three weeks alone, they've conceded eight touchdowns to running backs. Um, and they're the, at the highest on the season as well with 14. So I actually, uh, yes, he's expensive at 23.9. However, I hope that puts some people off because I think I will have some exposure to exposure to Josh Allen this week. Tom Brady though. Um, yeah, I'm with you there, Mark. And it is, he's a nice stack as well with Mike Evans, who we've all brought in seemingly on our season long teams this week. Yeah. Um, who, anybody else you like up here, Andy, at the top of the quarterbacks? Um, really like Herbert this week. I think Herbert could do well this week. Uh, I've said it already. I think um, Keenan Allen's obviously having an okay season. I think Mike Williams is boom or bust, but I feel like this Vikings uh, defense could be could be a bit susceptible to Williams this week. And I feel like it, they only need to connect with one uh, massively long touchdown, and all of a sudden the points come flooding in. Um, I love Herbert this year. Anyway, you know he he can be he can have absolutely massive weeks. So uh, he's somebody that I'm definitely having a look at. Nice. I actually like. Um... Cousins on that game a little bit more. If I was going to, um, I think that game is a really stackable game. I think um, there's lots of really good pieces from that. Um, mm. One name I wanted to bring up though to both of you and uh, Nick, I'm interested in your view on this is Carson Wentz. Well, um, yeah, it, he's the one of two quarterbacks that I've got a, a, a cheaper uh, price. He is one of them. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's playing the Jags. They're not actually actually the Jags. When you look at them, they're not an awful defense against like across the board against some of the positions um that said Carson Wentz is putting together quite a nice little season so yeah I I like him at the price I also like a little bit further down Ryan Tannehill at 17.7 Saints D on paper it looks good but then when you break it down a little bit more um especially in more recent weeks I think a lot of what makes the Saints D look good stats-wise is that they were pretty good early season, but in the last few weeks, um, they've allowed the fourth most yards to this position and the second most touchdowns to quarterbacks as well. We know that Derek Henry's injured. Um, Is it likely to provoke Tannehill into throwing a little bit more? This could be a, a close game if the Saints D does turn up. So, you know, AJ Brown, Julio Jones is due a, a big game. He's been pretty disappointing by his standards, but he's due a big game and he's pretty cheap this week as well. So I, I like Wentz, but I do like Tannehill as well. Oh. Um, um, interesting Carson Wentz stat. Um, in the last four weeks, he's got the highest um, average attempted air yards per, ga- um, per game amongst anybody. 
So, um, which is really surprising to me. So I think he's good. The other thing, you like Tannehill. I think, what about Matt Ryan? Um, Andy, you got any interest in Matt Ryan at that price? Because he's been, he's been doing pretty well recently, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I, I just worry about who he's aiming at. I know, obviously, Pitts is, is elite, but he had a few drops at the weekend, and I'm worrying yeah. who he's going to be throwing the ball to mainly. I know it was it, is it Zacchaeus was getting a few touchdowns last week, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't think you can maybe rely on that. Um, so I haven't, I haven't massively looked at him. Um, okay. Someone else as well that I'm not going anywhere near this week because I was a very good year is Hertz. I feel like Hertz could could really struggle this week against a really good Denver mm. uh, Denver defense. And I was massive on Hertz at the beginning of the season, and I think his garbage time and his run at rushing touchdowns have been great. But I think he's probably going to struggle this week. Yeah, they're a good day. Mm. Do you know with them? Um, I was just looking at Carson Wentz's stats, Mark, and. Mm. I'm I'm actually shocked at how good his stats are for the season because I'm looking and I'm seeing three interceptions and I'm thinking, that can't be right. I feel like Carson Wentz has had at least double that this season. But 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, and somewhere around 2,198 passing yards, not bad. Probably hit 4,500 on the season with the trajectories on. So, you know, and, and... because he's been playing well, Pittman has finally had his breakout mm. as well. Um, obviously, we'll speak about when we come to the receivers, but mm. I think he's a good price this week. I've, yeah. I really like that you've mentioned him because he was already in my thoughts. He is even more so now. So we need to pick one, guys. So as ever, I'll let you two <laughs> decide because I wanted to pick Josh, Josh Allen last week and look how that would have ended up. So, um Yeah. I mean, we going I mean for? For, for me, safety-wise, I think I cannot see a world where Brady doesn't have a good week, personally. Yeah. I think if we went safety-wise, I think, you know, we could go a bit more boom or bust everywhere else then, couldn't we? So, mm. for me, I think Brady's a great pick. Yeah, I, do, I think he's the number one pick if you look at it. If you get price, forget pricing and everything, he's just the top play. Um, so, yeah. Um, are, you, are you okay with that, Nick? Yeah, I'm absolutely. You're not going to get me to, uh, arguing against Tom Brady going <laughs> in at quarterback. Absolutely not. Um, and uh, none of us are worried about who he's throwing the ball to. Clearly, because he could be down both um, Brown and Godwin. I think Brown's almost definite from what I've been hearing. But yeah, Godwin doesn't look good either. Anyway, moving on to running backs. Um, Christian McCaffrey is back at the top. He got a little bit of usage last week. You know, I'm, I'm, this is definitely he's definitely a player who interests me just because I imagine he might be lower owned than he would be normally. And this could be a, you know, a hundred percent game for him, but Carolina are terrible or offense and they have just fallen off a cliff. So that's, you know, that, that works against him. Then we've got Harrison Taylor, who to me just, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I think they're smash plays. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I think, you know, Harrison Taylor, they are smash plays. Do we really need to, talk that much about them because I, I think they're, they're as obvious a pick as, as you could have this week Um, a little bit further down the scale for me I'm going to throw out a little sleeper pick here and it's going to sound a little bit contradictory given that I've just said Josh Allen Um, but uh-huh. Devin Singletree down there oh. uh, 11.5 I hate myself for saying it Dan Jones just mentioned on the chat Zach Moss still in concussion mm. protocol as well Um. It's just that Jets D, and there's one game this this season where Zach Moss didn't feature. That was Week One. Um, Singletree didn't jump off the page on Week One, but he was fairly efficient in the usage that he had. So, yes, there isn't always a lot of carries to go around in that backfield, but I think at eleven point five, if you're looking for a budget guy. He's in my thoughts this week. And I, I think if you're going to play a Taylor or a Harris, you need to really, or even both of those guys, you need to really start looking further down at the guys that are 11, 10 million or less in other I positions. Think, I think we might have to end this broadcast now. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Don't do it, says Yeah, He's right. He's right. Um, Andy, please talk some sense to us now. Uh, uh, yeah, I have single tree in my entry that I've made so far. I agree. I, I, I've liked Zach Moss a lot of this week, uh, this year as well. And I keep thinking he's going to have a big week. Uh, and there's, you know, Josh Allen's been a bit up and down. Maybe Singletary can take advantage of this uh, Jets D. Um, 
Williams is somebody I'm just expecting to have a big week at one point as well. Javante, I feel like mm-hmm. I've been waiting all year for him to take over this backfield. And it surprised me how much Gordon's been used all year, actually. But Javante's get, he's getting the yards, that he's getting the usage, and he is an elite rookie talent. So I do really like him this week. I feel like Philly is there to be taken as well. Um, I like people like Javante. I like Jerry Judy this week as well. Uh, so I feel like Javante's somebody in that cheap bracket I quite like. Hmm. Um, I'm quite interested in J.D. McKissick. Yes, I am as well. Yeah, I think I think he's a really good player. That price, obvious reasons. Washington aren't very good. They're going to be behind, and you don't run against um, Tampa Bay, and they haven't got many people to throw the ball to. Literally, I think statistically, it's it's Terry McLaurin, McKissick, and Ricky Seals Jones the only places that Heineke throws. So I think he's always he's a bit he's very boom and bust. I mean, he's the ultimate boom or bust play, but. You know, I'm definitely personally I'm picking him up his single tree. I think worth keeping an eye on what happens with Nick Chubb as well mm. um, in the coming days because he's still in COVID protocol. I think um, if if he stays in there, then is it Dearness Johnson? Is it pronounced Dearness mm. Johnson coming in at ten point two? I think he'd, he'd probably be a must start mm. in in my lineups then at that price. Yeah. Um, yeah, somebody very, very similar as well. Alvin Kamara might not be playing. So Mark Ingram season Ooh, might be upon us. Here we so go, Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram's only about 9 million as well. Uh, and he is somebody we could plug in if Alvin Kamara yeah. is definitely out. Mm. And Titans, um, the Titans aren't great, are they, against the run? No. No. So, um, yeah, I think... So what I'm finding frustrating about this um, running back position is I like so many... Um, there's so many good options at the top. You can't put them all in, but there's a whole load of options at the bottom as well, as we've said there. But then I feel like I'm missing out the good options at the top. You know, <laughs> it's like Harrison Taylor. I just desperately want to put them in, but I don't see how we can now we put Brady, you know, quarterback. I don't see. So I feel we're going to have to do one, do one expensive and one cheaper at the moment. We might come back later if we've got some money. Saved. I think. I think me personally, if we were going one of those two. My preference would probably be on Harris for the matchup. What do you think, Andy? Should we put Harris in, or are you a Taylor man? Or oh, I was going to go Taylor, but to be honest, <laughs> I, I had Brady, didn't I? So let, let we'll give him Harris. Let's give him. Harris. We might need to go down to Taylor if we we're point four short, and then I think we do have to pick one of these um these cheaper running backs. Now, sadly, you two have both gone for Singletree, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, I think you've been, you've been outvoted there, Mark. So yeah. Singletree has to go oh, in, I think. Okay. Um, fine. Let's move on quickly to the wide receivers. This is usually the most interesting position, and it's the one where we can save some money. Now, surprise, surprise, Devontae Adams is the uh, most expensive. Um, Aaron Rodgers is due to be back on Saturday. I think he's got – he can't train still, but he's got to do his tests. He can come back on Saturday. I think, um, if he passes two negative tests. So, um, Stefan Diggs is still second price as well. And I feel like he just disappoints week after week at that sort of price, don't you guys? Yeah, I agree. He's, he's yeah. disappointing this season. He's just steady. He's just ticking over each week, isn't he? Yeah. But the, the, the scores he's giving you just aren't what you expect from his price. Yeah. I mean... We all like Mike Evans. We've talked about that. Um, a name I'd like to just throw into the mix here to talk about is Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Steelers look to be... Um, so, again, the Steelers has got a very um, concentrated sort of um, passing tree. It's Johnson. It's um, it's it's Freyamouth at the moment. And then Najee Harris is kind of it, what with Claypool being injured. and looks like he potentially out of the weekend. So um, I think he'd be pretty low-owned as well, Deontay Johnson. Mm. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah? Okay, good. That's good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I haven't chosen something. You all went really quiet, so I was worried it was going to be another one of my um, odd picks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, What about you, Andy? Who do you like? Uh, You've mentioned him already. I really like Pittman. I feel like Pittman's having a year. I feel like he is really starting to emerge now. We've already mentioned Carson Wentz. That Jags team is just, yes, it is what we probably expected them to be this year. And I mean, you look at his scores the last three weeks, you know, he's averaging, what, 23 points a week. Um, And I don't see that not continuing. So I feel like he's a really good, for his price as well, I really like him. 
Yeah, I was surprised where he was priced where he was. Mm. I really was. Um, what about you, Nick? You yeah, I mean, I mentioned. Um, I think if if you're going to go with someone like Tannehill, I think naturally you, you've you've got to start AJ Brown again mm. this week. Julio Jones, I think, is priced reasonably well. Um, if fit, I really like Keenan Allen this week. Um, his targets have shot up. So 24 targets he's had in the last two weeks. Um, could be a shootout that against the Vikings as well. It seems like every game they're in is 24, 26 plus points close, as we saw last week. Um, in the last three weeks, they've given up 501 yards to wide receivers as well. Um, so I think it's a good matchup. I would just say keep an eye on him because he is listed on the injury report at the moment. If he wasn't to go, I think Williams would be a bit more appealing. But one of the things that surprised me is Williams' workload has just dropped off a cliff in recent weeks. He's only had five receptions in his last three weeks. Uh, well, yeah, five receptions each week. I, I think I think the matchups have been tough, though. <laughs> like, I look mm-hmm. at it and I feel like he's been shut down an awful lot in the last couple yeah. of weeks. And, like, I think I agree with you, it's gone down. But I think I if Keenan Allen's ready to go, I think Mike Williams is a hell of a play this week. I think he's going to be open a lot. And I think um, Eagles struggle against slot receivers as well. So I, I, I would, I really like Mike Williams this week. Yeah, I think um, I, uh, I was listening to a pod earlier today, and there were some stats on it. And Mike Williams has been basically matchup dependent. Mm. He's not matchup proof like some of the top receivers. But but this week it's expected to be um, the Vikings are very bad against outside receivers. Sorry, so, Vikings, yeah, not Eagles. Sorry, so, yeah, yeah. Um, the Vikings are very bad against outside receivers, so he looks like a good matchup. Mm. Uh, and I think you probably get him decent ownership as well, um, because I just because of the bad weeks he's had. So um, um, not yeah. to not to sidetrack, but OBJ might do some damage now with the Rams. Says YT um, has something happened that we're not. I, I didn't know he mm. has he done something happened there. Um, we wouldn't go to the Rams, would he? He's narrowing down his choices. Oh, he's currently focused on the Rams and Packers. Oh, yeah. interesting. It's, it's nice that he gets a ring, to choose. Yeah, yeah. It's nice that he gets to choose where he goes like that, doesn't yeah. he? It's like because he's had such a good, you know, season. Um, <laughs> we need to look at some cheaper, cheaper receivers. I think here. Um, anybody you really? Like? I know you like Jerry Judy, don't you, Andy? You already mentioned him. I do. I really like Jerry Judy. I've been waiting for him to kind of kick off this season because obviously he was uh, injured for quite a while. Um, I think he showed last week that he's starting to get back into it and he got a lot of those yardage and and I feel like he could have a really good week this week against the Eagles. Um he's somebody that I, I just I don't know why I seem to be drawn to the uh, to the Broncos quite a lot at the moment but yeah I think Judy's probably one of my favorite players uh, at that range. Yeah, I think um, what about you Nick who do you like down this? Um range? a little bit further down yeah. the scale but um I'm willing to take a punt on Peoples-Jones this week at 9.9. I think it's a tough matchup against New England, but if Chubb is out, that could be... I'm actually going with New England in this game, so I'm going to say Cleveland are going to be airing the ball Mm -hmm. out a little bit. Um, So Peoples-Jones, again, boom or bust, I think, with this one, but there's not really much else going on there at the moment in the receiving court in Cleveland. I know Landry's back, but he's also listed as questionable this week. Obviously, Odell's now gone, so the targets have got to go somewhere. Yeah, um, actually, I think I think um, New England isn't very good against outside receivers as well. So, people's Jones is a good choice. I think. I think of that sort of um, um the Cle- Cleveland is a weird fantasy team. I find because they seem to score more fantasy points than I expect them to. Mm, I see. Yeah. So I always feel like that. It's like you know, we had. Do you remember Nick? We were talking about Detroit. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the season, I feel like Cleveland have got a little bit like that. Um, do we? Do we like any of the Jets receivers this week? The Jets. Mm. <laughs> did, did you no. say the Jets? No. I said no. I, I said the Jets because Elijah Moore is is priced at nine point seven. Now I know they're coming up against the Bills, but again. Game script wise, they're gonna probably gonna they're gonna have to throw the ball in this game to have any chance of it being close. I think. Um, I, I think I would like him more if if Corey because da- I think Corey Davis is back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, which hurts him a little bit for me. I do, I, Elijah Moore is on my boom list for next year, but I feel like with Corey Davis back there, I'm not quite sure about him this week. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> just devil's advocate, guys. I'm just throwing it mm. out there. That's right. I apologize. It's a, well, you know, you already got old Singletree in. I don't know how we're going to fit in. Um, I might have to pull some sort of rank if I had any on that one. Uh, one thing I think we have to do, though, is we have to put in Mike Evans here because we all agreed yeah. he's a great play this week because we've got him all in our fantasy our season longs. Ties in nicely with Brady. What have we got money-wise left? We've got about, so we've got about 12, about 12 and a half, 12 and three quarters per player. So we need to go cheap. Now, um, we've already had mentioned on chat um, Tyler Johnson of Tampa Bay. Now, I'm assuming this is a play if Godwin doesn't go. I don't know how, know how cheap he is. Tyler Johnson, there you go, six million. I think he's a very boom or bust play. Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah. five, five yeah, receptions, just... week eight, but mm, yeah, I'm not sure at the moment on him. Anyway, we've got to find somebody very. We've got to find somebody pretty cheap, I think. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of happy with people's Jones. What about you, Andy? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what we come up with here. We're not worrying about creating um, stacking, particularly, or anything, or runbacks and stuff with this team. So, um, save ourselves a little bit of money. I think. Um, should we go to tight end and come back so we see how much money we've got? Because... Yeah, because we we I don't know how you approach tight end, Andy, but we usually try and go a little bit cheaper there and a little bit cheaper at defense as well. So yeah, see what I, I usually go go for kind of medium tier with tight end. I like mm. having someone I feel like could do something for me, but they don't ever tend to really go off, do they? No, it's been a funny year. And also, all the so-called big tight ends aren't on this slate. So, yeah. um, we've got Carl Pitts at the top there, who is an actually pretty nice matchup. Then TJ Hawkinson, who is just a waste of money. And then Dalton Schultz and Goddard, um, who just gets missed because his quarterback misses him in the end zone. <laughs> Wide open. <laughs> who do you like here, Nick? There's one name. Well, there's two names that are jumping out at me this week. Um, Noah Fant is one. Um, especially if I'm going to do his name no justice here whatsoever, but especially if Albert Okwagbun, or, or whatever. There's a reason they call him Albert O. Albert O, yeah. There's a reason um, they do that. So if he isn't a go, um, then I think Noah Fant is a nice player this week. Um, Eagles are the, the worst defense in the NFL against the position. Eight touchdowns allowed, ranks 32nd. 597 yards, ranked 31st. Um, so yeah, Noah Fant I think is a good play. The other name that's jumping out at me, a little bit cheaper if you want to save a little bit more money is actually Dan Arnold of the Jags. Dan Arnold is a weird one because he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end in most fantasy formats actually before this season. He was listed as a wide receiver slash tight end so you could actually play him in two different positions. The Colts they're not they're not an amazing defense against tight ends, but they're not awful. Um, two touchdowns in the last three weeks. They've given up six on the season, but they're really poor against wide receivers, the Colts. So I think it's just, it's my, my thoughts is that, you know, Jacksonville are going to be throwing the ball in this game. So I think Dan Arnold, the receivers are a little bit muddled there. It's like dirty mm-hmm. water. One week you've got Marvin Jones, one week Chanel as a game. Um, Agnew obviously is, is there. But there's nothing that leaps off the page on the receivers where you could say, oh, yeah, that's a true number one. And they brought Dan Arnold in, obviously, to be a big part of the offense. So I, I, I like his price this week. And I never thought I'd actually mention Dan Arnold on, on a DFS <laughs> slate. But here we are in week 10. <laughs> okay, Andy, who do you like then as well? Uh, yeah, f- funnily enough, Dan Arnold was somebody I was going to mention, so Nick's done that for <laughs> me. Have we been swapping that... notes, Andy? Have you been peeking? So I just put Dan Arnold in now, shall I? Just move <laughs> so, back well, the I was going to mention actually was uh, somebody that actually popped off massively last week was Fryermuth. Um, mm. I feel like he's somebody that um, has started to show in his rookie season that he, he could be used quite well. Obviously, we worry about... Um, Big Ben's arm, but obviously with Frymouth there, maybe he's somebody he aims at when he's in the end zone. Um, and he's had a good last three weeks as well. So he is somebody that I'm quite liking this week against the Lions, who the Lions do like capitulating against a lot of teams at the moment. So he is somebody that I'm looking at particularly as well. 
Yeah, if we're going to like Deontay Johnson, then we've kind of got to like Fairmouth as well, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I think um, Tyler Conklin could be an interesting. Last week he was like, I think he ended up as the chalk, and he didn't and um, he didn't do great. But I feel this week in that game, I think I think you could just stack that game. This you know the Vikings Chargers game pretty. Um, but you feel pretty happy with it. I think he could be a piece of that as well. Um, Are there any any love for Ricky Seals Jones? Um, I think um, Logan Thomas might be back this week. So ah, uh, okay, okay. So actually, okay. Logan Thomas, I'm trying to find him. It's not on this list as available, is he? Uh, but he could well be back. Um, if do he's not, do you think it's possible that you play two nine. tight end sets? If that is the case. Hmm. He's actually uh, more expensive than Ricky Seals Jones. So, uh, yeah. When do we play two tight ends, Nick? <laughs> well, like, you, you don't, but you, I mean, we're talking Washington. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think if he's if um, Thomas doesn't actually play, then I think Ricky Seals Jones actually is really good, isn't he? Because you that's how you attack Tampa Bay is through the air. They've had a bye week as well. To um, prepare for them, which means they'll probably only lose by twenty points, as opposed to losing by thirty. <laughs> but I can kind of see the writing on the wall here. I see it's Dan Arnold. I just think that's what we're going to end up with, isn't it? Yeah, throw him in. Let's see what we're left with. Yeah, with People's <laughs> Jones. By the way, Jack Humphrey clearly doesn't like our People's Jones pick. Um, but that's the beauty of DFS. If everything was. Um, you know, as predictable as stats and stuff from previous weeks, then, you know, we'd all be I, winning, wouldn't we? I think that's actually, um, is that not in our favour? I think that's that what he's thrown mm. up. I think the Patriots, I think he's saying a rank 31st in the last four weeks against wide receivers. So that I read it be... as in they were the second best against. Yeah. Okay. against <laughs> Well, in the last five weeks, they've been ranked at 11. So the... the, the... Okay. As in eleventh worst for that matter, so I don't reckon that one week would have boosted them that far up the the rankings. But I could be wrong. Anyway, we, we can't work if Jack if Jack agrees or disagrees. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. That's to... in your favour, set. There you go. There we go. Oh, okay, it's in our favour. Okay, thank you. I've got, um, I've got to warn you, boys. I've got about two minutes left because I've got a okay, screen fine. baby I... upset. So I've got. I'm so sorry. I've got to go in two minutes. So I reckon. Okay. D in there. Okay. Let's just do very very quickly a D, a very cheap D. Who should we put in? Doesn't really matter, does it? This price. So I put in. Um, who do you reckon? Cheap quickly. I see you go cheap. I, I was going for the Steelers. That's why oh, I, yeah. I like. I like going for a big D. Got, okay, we got money. <laughs> we do. We got thirty-four. We got thirty-four and a half. So we've got to spend about seven. So we can spend two seventeens on. So I Ooh. think we we like Dion to Johnson, didn't we? Yeah. Who else are we going to go with? Pittman. Pittman. Yep. That is a pretty, and then actually, if you don't, you, no, that's all fine. I think we've done pretty well then. So that's not a bad team. That's not a bad team at all, is it? There you go. Um, Easy. Okay, Andy. So we we'll probably have to say goodbye to you before we finish. Yeah, there. sorry. We, that's all right. At least you got the team, mate. Um, quickly yeah. before you go, let everybody know where they can um, find you and all your content, etc. Yeah, so I'm Andy, FPL Teach Mode on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Fantasy Football Scout, Draft Gym. I also do streams for as well. And just out and about and everywhere, really. You know, I'm a bit, a bit of a bit of a laze about. I'll go everywhere. So uh, thank you very much for having me, though, guys. No, really, thank you really so much for joining us. Sorry we no, talked so much about season long. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much for having me. Okay, so Nick, we need to now, um, we need to finish off. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's our team. Are you happy with those last two choices of Johnson and Pittman? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like Pittman anyway. We we mm. mentioned him earlier on. Um, Deontay Johnson, I can't argue with that, to be fair. Um, the only thing I probably would have done defence-wise is um, mm. I, I'd have maybe gone a little bit cheaper. I actually like the Titans' D this week. Um, mm. Scurry what they did against the Rams, to be honest, last week. But the, the Titans and... It goes against one of our picks, really, but the New England defence has been really good in recent weeks mm. um, turnovers wise so I think they're priced fairly well at 8 million as well but if we've yeah. got the if we've got the funds there we've got the budget then we can afford to go a little bit more expensive and go with the steel we could pay for the bills as well yeah and I don't think I think across the board I don't think if we had 
funds freed up if we went slightly cheaper on defence, I don't mm. think we could significantly improve the team across the board because no. a lot of money is tied up in mm. big hitting players like Brady, like Harris, like Evans, like Johnson. So I think when you've got a build like that, you, you naturally you have to have budget in your team as well. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to put the Bills in there at the moment because I, I think against the Jets, they're clearly the best actual matchup. I think if, um, I've put Tennessee into some of my um, season longs because I think they've I've done exactly good the run same. of games. Running and they're quite cheap the, in that. Yeah, they're priced at 9.5 in the season yeah. long as well. So it's um, mm. it's a good price. One of the questions that we actually had, I know we have moved on from season long, but just coming back to it, Mark, as I don't like leaving questions unanswered, uh, would you guys transfer out DJ Moore this week? He's killing my team. DJ Moore to Marquise Brown. Um, me personally, Mark, I've had DJ yeah. Moore shares. I've moved them on this week yeah. for... Pittman for Brown, whoever it might be, mm. um, until we see a resurgence from Sam Darnold again, I won't be bringing in any of the receivers from Carolina. Yeah, I completely agree that um, often. I mean, how bad things have got, they're bringing in Cam Newton. So. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, like it's 2015 or whenever yeah, it was that he was yeah. there as the MVP, whenever. Yeah, so um, I would completely kick him out, DJ Moore. Um, I doesn't mean I still believe he's going to have a couple few weeks where he, you know, smashes. I really do because he's just that sort of player. You know, you can give him the ball five yards from the line and he can make something big. But like, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Marcus Brown has been great, hasn't mm. he? Fantasy wise, I mean, just absolutely fantastic. And what I like about him, he's not one of those big muscly um, receivers that you know keeps on the Instagram and all these sort of things and stuff. It's like um, he's like tiny. He's yeah, exactly. Tiny. I just, you know, I think you got like a like an underdog. So, um, so yeah, our team for this week. Um, and I want to come back to this point. I'll come back to a point about this in a minute, Nick. Um, we've got Tom Brady quarterback, got Harrison Singletree running back, uh, Mike Evans, Peoples Jones, Deontay Johnson, Pittman Jr. at wide receiver, Dan Arnold at tight end, and at defense we've got Buffalo. Now, the reason what I wanted to say, just to discuss with you, was. Just quickly, that's not necessarily a classic, um, a classic tournament team. I would say, not really much correlation there or all that. And probably you could you could um, stack Brady with more options and stuff. But looking at the contest on fan team, I think generally cash style lineups have been winning tournaments or doing well in them, playing it safe and not worrying too much about stacking and stuff and correlations. I don't, yeah. you, I don't know if you've, you've seen that or thought that at all, but yeah, I mean, I, I have, and like it, it's almost seems like sometimes, like with like you said, with it, it's like playing it safe or being like chalky is frowned mm. upon, but not so much, I suppose, on fan team at times mm. when you look at some of the teams that have won in recent weeks. Mm. Like I'm looking at the winner of the red zone last week um this might be the well it will be the lower entry based on the 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 price pot that's going out here but he had players like marquise brown justin jefferson lamar jackson uh, nick chubb alvin kamara now players like chubb and kamara would have been fairly fairly well owned last week um you know jackson was 27 percent brown was 31 percent so there's there's not much yes there's the stack there for baltimore but there's not mm. much in terms of like you know there's not like a lot of differential there um you look through the lineup the receivers are made up of four different teams the running backs two obviously separate teams the only stack there is jackson and brown there isn't a massive mm. amount of correlation throughout the team, like you said mm. as well. So, yeah, I've noticed that as well. Yeah, I think, um, so if, if you play on other sites and you're used to playing teams full of, you know, basically correlations and stacks create variance, you know, when they, because if they don't, they don't go off, then your whole team is sort of, you've lost a lot of points and a lot of positions and stuff. So it's just something to bear in mind. I think going forwards, I'll be playing a little bit more conservatively with my lineup and not worrying so much about ownership. I think, um, I think I've been hurting myself worrying too much about ownership on fantasy. Yeah, I think some. T- I think it's good to still throw in some some guys like 
yeah, I mean, just as an example, like People's Jones this week, who could go off but might not seem like a really obvious choice. I think, I think a lot of people will try and really spread the budget and get as many good players as it were, rather than looking at some absolute smash plays and then some players that potentially the high risk but high reward players as well. So. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, Mark. I think when you look across your lineup, if you're thinking, "Oh, I'm not sure whether to start Jonathan Taylor or Harris because they're probably going to be highly owned," just, just start them. They're going to score good points. If you, that's ultimately what you need to win this contest, you need you need the points. If you don't own that player, and forty percent of the field does, straight away you're behind forty percent of the field. Yeah, it's a um, it's like definitely something I'm changing my tactic with um so yeah great so there you go we've managed to do that we got back on track as well time wise and yeah so kind of so helps hard. when your guest it's kind of helps when your guest wants to disappear though like yeah. the 58 minute mark <laughs> so, yeah. so please remember to sign up for our exclusive free roll for free entries 300 pound price pool you can find it in the games lobby lobby called exclusive five yard rush free roll um I'm Mark Ferguson at underscore SMRF on Twitter. And Nick, have you got some final words of wisdom for us? I have. You find me on Twitter at Nick of Wigan. Um, always interacting with the community, um, especially leading up to Red Zone on Sundays. Um, if you've not already joined Fan Team, get on there. If you've never deposited, do yourself a favour, enter the free roll, five-yard rush free roll for free entries, but deposit yourself some money and jump on the Red Zone Monster this Sunday because it's a massive pot. You don't want to miss out on it. And the, the different entry levels as well, Mark, mm. just make yeah. it all that more appealing as well. Um, if you're not a big stakes player, don't worry about it. There's the smaller entry fee, pound sixty-eight in this day and age. Really, what can that buy you, Mark? pound sixty-eight. You can you just about get a kind of Red Bull for that. But yeah, uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me, Mark. All I want to say in closing is um, a nice little sign-off from me. Catches for sure, but uh, touchdowns for door, I think, is my little sign-off now going forward. And we'll throw up the little Manzel money signs there as well. Uh, well, thank you very much for that. Uh, good luck, everybody. Hopefully, I'll see you all at the top of the leaderboards. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.